It's already done. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we understand and believe it is by you that we move, that we have our being. Father, in the name of Jesus, sanctify us, forgive us of our sins, and hide the preacher behind the cross, crucify him afresh, convict, convince, if need be, convert. And, oh God, we pray that you would heal us through your word, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Church, amen. amen. Church, amen. Let's give our young adults a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our chosen ministry, our young adults, truly God is an awesome, awesome God. We give honor to our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, to our co-laborers in the gospel, to our officers, members, and friends. We greet you in the matchless, miraculous, exalted name of Jesus Christ. And there's only one name. One name. One name. Whereby we must be saved. And that's the name of Jesus. He is the Son of God. And he's God the Son. Bless the Lord. I am uh, thankful to our Savior for his ministry of grace and mercy. And we ought to differentiate the two. Grace is love we don't deserve. And mercy is not giving us what we do deserve. Can I get a witness? That's enough. We, we can shout on grace one Sunday. We can shout on mercy the next Sunday. Isn't the Lord good? The Lord is good. And Nahum said he's a stronghold in the time of trouble. Can I get a witness? Yes, he is. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. We're going to home in on that this morning. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. We're going to do a little surgery this morning. It's cutting time. Ephesians 2. One, we congratulate, we applaud our women's retreat coming up this week. Amen. Thursday through Saturday, and we thank God for all things. Ephesians 2.1 says, And you, as he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. How dead were you? How dead are you? How dead were you dead? I don't know about you, but I was dead dead. Let me, let me, let me throw this truism out. If you don't have a handle on where you've been, you cannot have a handle on where you're going. If you are not fully thankful 
for where God has brought you from. You'll never be thankful for where you want God to take you to. And that's why it's cognitive. The songwriter said, listen, he didn't talk about coming to church with a whole bunch of jumping and shouting. He said, when I think about it's cognitive, the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. Only those that understand how good God has been in the past can submit and serve him in the future. Do I have a witness? Yeah, praise the name of Jesus. Spiritual death is a total separation from God. It is a state in which one's soul is damned, doomed, totally depraved, and continually disobedient. This is man's condition without Christ. And this condition preempts man from experiencing life, liberty, and a man living by the wisdom of Almighty God. That as we look at this text, God who can change disorder into order, chaos and confusion into a calm, and preemption to peace performs an operation which allows us to overcome death and defeat and delivers us to a powerful deliverance. We have to learn that as we study the Word of God, we ought to constantly uh, ask the interrogatives, who, how, when, where, and why. And we need to pay close attention, not only to conjunctions um, and to the eight parts of speech, but particularly prepositions. Prepositions are, in fact, directional. So when God brings you from something, He's automatically taking you towards something. Are y'all getting this? When the Lord brings you out, ek, E-K in the Greek, when he brings you out from something, he's already consummated you going towards something. He never brings you out and leaves you there. He never calls you from something, and he's not sending you towards something. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and child of God, we... We, we, we need to understand that when we follow the, the uh, parts of speech, when we look at these different uh, 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 grammatic uh, uh, situations in Scripture, they, they, they begin to paint a profound picture of who God is. And, and, and I notice all through the Pauline epistles, and he wrote at least 13 of them, Paul always used, listen to this, he always used the plurality of pronouns we, our, because he was a team player. But when he came down to his death, 
he didn't use the plurality of pronouns. He used personal pronouns. And he went on in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he said, uh, he, he, he said, everyone else has forsaken me, only Luke is with me, but the Lord has sustained me. And Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil, but the Lord will reward him for his works. Paul started using these singular pronouns that are profound to say that when everybody else forsakes us, there's one person that's in the camp, and his name is Jesus. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so it's here, it's here that Paul begins in this book, great book of Ephesians, this book deals with the riches and inheritance of the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones. And by the way, we are saints by calling. In, in, in the first chapter, the redemptive side of God, the sovereign will of God, that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit all played a part in our redemption. God chose us, elected us, predestinated us, adopted us, and the beloved Jesus died for us, redeemed us, and the Holy Ghost sealed us. We are sealed to the day of redemption. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so when we understand the riches that we have in context, and, and the historical context of this church at Ephesus, one of the churches of Asia Minor, is in Acts chapter 19 and 20 when Paul was dealing with the um, Ephesian elders. It's interesting that Paul lays out for us God's sovereignty, his selection, and, and, and his righteousness, redemption, relationships, our, our subsequent rests, our grace, growth, guidance, and his glory. But when we begin to look at chapter 2, it begins with a conjunction, and, which automatically takes us back into the first chapter dealing with, listen, Jesus Christ being raised and exalted. And, and, and so the inference is, with the conjunction, you too who are saved have been raised, excuse me, raised and exalted. That, that as we look at this text, and by the way, I said this um, this morning, there are at least four things in the Bible that was dead and he brought back to life. Sarah's womb was dead, Genesis 16. She was barren. She couldn't have children. Can I get a witness? And God, listen, God in his infinite wisdom, God in his sovereignty, he didn't wait till Sarah got 32 to give her a baby. He let Sarah pass the age of bearing children. Do I have a witness? He let, he let Sarah, amen, he let her womb die. Lord have mercy. Can I get a witness? He, he, he waited till she could no longer logically have children. And then God moved and resurrected her womb. Didn't he resurrect her womb? He waited till Abraham got 99 and Sarah was 90. And then God, listen, amen, the power of his word was that which was dead came back to life. God, God is a, a God that brings that which is dead, what? Back to life. That's the first thing that was dead. The second thing that was dead, amen, was Aaron's rod that budded. 
and, 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 and that's in Exodus 17, don't turn, that uh, Aaron was Moses' brother and the rod was a, a branch he carried around, a, a cane he carried around made of, from a tree and, and, it, and it, used, it used to bud. In fact, in the Ark of the Covenant were three things, the manna, the Ten Commandments, and Aaron's rod that budded. And what God did, God was proven that Aaron was called by God. He allowed a dead rod to start budding again. So God brought the rod from death back to life. Are y'all getting this? And then the third thing that was dead was the bones in Ezekiel 37, which represents the nation of Israel. Israel had been dead. The bones were brittle, broken, bone, uh, bruised. Amen. And God preached through the Son of Man to the bones. And he again, that which was dead, he brought back to life. The Bible says these bones got flesh on them, stood up like an army. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so um, Sarah's womb was dead. Aaron's rod that butted was dead. Uh, uh, the nation was dead uh, through the bones of Ezekiel 37. But listen to this. In Luke 15, the prodigal son was dead. Oh, I'm preaching now, Doc. Can I get a witness? And the prodigal father said, uh, uh, he said, my son who was dead is now come back to life. After the son repented and, 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 and came to his senses and ran out of excuses, went on back home. Can I get a witness? You know trouble will make you go back to God. You know trouble will make you run back to God. You know trouble will make you humble yourself before God. You know trouble will make you praise the name of God. Can I get a witness? And, and that's why we praise him because God will use trouble to bring us closer to him. Do I have a witness in the house? But here in this text, as we look at what Paul is saying here, first, we, we're going to see three significant things that are identifiable to us, to us, just in the te first 10 verses. And um, what Paul is doing is Paul is going to first deal with a position, then a process, then a product. Are you getting me? So first thing we see here is we see, amen, God's operation from spiritual death to one. I call this the pull out. Can I get a witness? The pull out, the pull out, the pull out, the pull out. Now, 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 and you, you was understood in English, and you, all of you, from the pulpit to the door, everybody, you can't exclude yourself, hath he, God, quickened. Let me, let me, let me stop. Uh, this death in verse 1 is spiritual death. And spiritual death is our inability to change and to channel God in our lives. It is inescapable of our trespasses and our sins. So what Paul is teaching through the power of the Holy Spirit is that only God can, watch this now, transition death to life. Nobody else can do that. In fact, Jerry's daughter died and death said to Satan, we got her. But when Jesus showed up, 
Death had to, to let Jerry's daughter go. Because Jesus walked in the house and called her back to life. When God calls you, you got to come. Can I get a witness? The word called in the Greek is kaleo. When God makes a call, you can't hang the phone up on him. When God makes a call, you can't say I'm busy. You, you can't cut it off. When God calls you, can I get a witness? He calls you out of the realm of darkness. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Into his marvelous light. Now for years, Satan had the title deed to my soul. See, this is why I shout every Sunday. I don't shout. I don't shout to work you up. I can't work some of y'all up. Ain't nothing in you. Can I get a witness? I, I shout because, amen, every time. Been pastoring 27 years, was in the military seven years, during the Vietnam. Every time I go back and think about where the Lord brought me from and, and what the Lord did so I didn't get killed and ruined and hurt yeah things I used to call luck is really love do I have a witness grew up in South Philly with all them gangs down there my first 17 years one in the military come on now seven years and listen the Lord I wouldn't saved. I wouldn't save I, I, I went to church all my life, but I wouldn't save. I wasn't born again. I wasn't blood washed. But in God's mind, I was in his plan of salvation. He, he predestined me. He, he chose me. He called me. Out. I'm preaching this thing. Can I get a witness? And, and, and listen, when I came out of my mother's womb and the doctor spanked me, Lord have mercy, God had dispatched an angel. Hebrews 1.14, and the angel had orders from Jesus, bring him back safely. Do I have a witness? See, y'all don't understand this. So every time I went in a club, in a bar, in a cabaret, every time I got involved, amen, every time bullets were being shot, and every, every time, come on now, things were happening, my angel had put a protection around me. Can I get a witness? He had orders from the Most High God to bring me back home safely because I was an heir of salvation. My name was written in the Lamb's book of life. And in fact, here's what I don't understand. I was already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I was already robed. I was, I was already glorified. I, I, come on now. I, I was already in his presence. You better go home and read the book of John. Can I get a witness? When Jesus was walking past that sycamore tree. Remember that? And came up on the man. The man said, uh, Jesus, when did you know me? And Jesus said, boy, I saw you under the sycamore tree. But really, I saw you before I made the sycamore tree. I, I saw you before I uh, uh, said, let there be a tree. I saw you from eternity past. Can I get a witness? And child, and child, and child, and child of God that uh, is, is here in this context that God begins 
to raise the dead. Now, now listen, saints, because I'm tired of all these lies. These preachers don't preach the word. Listen, when you die, separation, uh, yeah, death is theontos in the Greek, means separation, spiritual separation from God, but when you die physically, it's physical separation from your body. The moment you die, your body go, goes back in the grave, but your, your soul has got to go on. Your soul is eternal. There is no soul sleep. Your soul's not waiting in the grave. Your soul's going to heaven or hell the moment you die. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and all these other faiths that don't preach Jesus, their soul's in hell. You ain't got to get, you ain't got to, you, you don't have to say a thing. Right, look at the words on the wall. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Can I get away? You can wear dakshikis. You can wear scars. You can, you can eat bean pies. You can, I'm, I'm preaching up in this place. You can, you can, amen. You can play astrology. You can throw dice. Whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, if you don't know Jesus, you're going to bust hell wide open. Can I get a witness? Because the Bible says that he's Lord. Don't be bringing no ecumenical movements to me. They don't work. Can I get a witness? Yeah, and I'm not politically correct. I'm a preacher. Can I get a witness? Preach the word in season, preach the word out of season. If it hurts your feelings, tough. I'm a preacher anyway. Can I get a witness? If you say amen, all right. If you don't say amen, all right. I got a witness within myself. So when I'm preaching truth, the Holy Ghost says, go on, boy. Preach that word. Can I get a witness? I'm preaching up in this place. And see, listen, I lived in whoredoms. I lived in fornication. I lived in cabarets. I lived in pleasure. I lived getting high. So I was in darkness. And as quiet as it's kept, you was in darkness too. Keep telling y'all, some of y'all look familiar. I met you somewhere. I don't know if it was a cabaret or hotel, but I saw you somewhere, Doc. You, I saw you somewhere. In my little travels, I saw you somewhere. You a little older, but I saw you somewhere. In the name of Jesus. Leave that one alone. Even when Jesus died, the Bible says the veil of the temple written twain twice, and then all of the bodies in the graves that were redeemed sat up. Can you imagine it? The whole graveyard in Jerusalem sat up, but they couldn't get up because he's the first fruits of the graves. When he got up, they got up. Can I get a witness? Child, child of God. So, 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 so what, what, what Paul is preaching here, he says he quickens us, zupoeo in the Greek, he produces life. He preserves life. He, you have he made alive, quickened, who were dead. Turn to your neighbor and say, I was dead as a doornail. In trespasses and sins. 
comes from the Greek word parapito, means to fall, a fall, to fall, listen, a false step, a blunder, to fall away. And sins is missing the mark, shooting an arrow and it falls short of the target. But then there's a third word for sin, and that's iniquities. That is a noma, a hidden rebellion, a defiance from the act of my will. I don't care what the Bible says, I don't care what God says, I'm going to do my own thing. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and all of these three words add up to total depravity. So, so Paul is saying, look, look, look at this, and you, Raymond Gordon, have he made alive, he gave life to that which was dead, who were dead in the realm of trespasses and sins. Listen to this. He translated us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let that, let that one sink in us. Dead, doomed, damned, totally depraved, disobedient, couldn't be obedient. See, see, when you see disobedience, it, it, it means you could not, under any circumstance, become obedient. We were locked in to this disobedience. And so, and so, and so Paul, Paul, Paul says, through this operation of God, he, he, he pulled us out of this spiritual death. That's not most of our problem. We understand doctrinally systematically how God, what God did to bring us out. Kaleo, he called, he chose, he predestinated, he adopted, he made us accepted and beloved. He did all those great things of Ephesians chapter 1. We understand that. Here's where we get hit by the ball. That after God's operations of bringing us, pulling us out from this spiritual death, we become saved. Here's where most of us fall. We secondly see God's overcoming from spiritual defeat. Now God wants to stop defeat in your life. Lord have mercy. Listen to this. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life. That's salvation. And then that they might have life abundantly. That's sanctification. Are you getting this? And in other words, I, I, yeah, I'm pulling them out of darkness, but I also want to stop defeat in their lives. Now, I have experienced a lot of defeat in my saved life. I had to deal with pornography. And that, that was tough for me. I mean, it's, it's addictive. And I got an addictive personality. It was addictive. That's, don't get quiet. I had to deal with seeing women in Christ as sisters, amen, and not pleasure objects. Do I have a witness? Y'all, 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 it's all right. See, you, you know why I'm free? Because I understand this word. Whom the Son hath set free is free indeed. 
Do I have a witness? I don't have to sit up here and lie to you. I know where the Lord brought me from. Can I get a witness? I know how the Lord stopped my secret sins. Don't get me started with them skeletons. Can I get a witness? Look, 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 look. This is in your closet. Clang, 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 clang. I, I'm talking about God gets to the, amen, the bottom of the edge. And, 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 and so when we start dealing with this process of healing from difficulty and dysfunction, our defeats in our Christian life is because we are no longer dead, but we're still spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, mentally, listen to this, dysfunctional. And that's why what our diets, desires, deceptions, disobedience, discouragement, even after we get saved, we're still struggling, yeah, living this thing. Let me, let me, let me, let me throw this out. Uh, as, as, as expeditiously as possible. When you look at the word of God, you see when, when Jesus, Jesus came along, a woman caught in the act of adultery. You know the story of John chapter 8. Remember that? And the woman was in bondage. Jesus knew it. And, and, and the men threw her down and said, we caught her in the act of adultery. Now, you don't catch somebody in the act over the phone. They bust the door down. They, they, the, the problem was they, they never bought the man. They, they, they bought her. And they said, they was tempting Jesus. They said, now Moses said, we ought to stone her. What do you say? So the Bible says Jesus, he didn't open his mouth. He just got on the ground and started writing in the dirt. And there's a lot of speculation about what he was writing. Some commentators say he, he was writing probably the names of the woman they had been to bear, Nephteria. Suceria, you know, whatever. But he never opened his mouth. And then Jesus stood up and said, now listen to this. Let him that is without sin cast the first stone. Now, 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 you, you cannot understand what, what, what Jesus is saying. He said, and, 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 and that's, that's the lesson for us. The very ones with the biggest boards in their eyes. They always want to crucify somebody with toothpicks in their eyes. Get the board out of your eye before you start looking at somebody else with a toothpick in their eye. Can I get a witness? But more than that, when you look at the Greek of John 8, Jesus' words in the Greek come off like, let him without specificity this sin, oh, that changes the meeting. Cast the first stone. So before you hang me up for laying up, you got to hang yourself up for laying up. You can't hang me for laying up and you laying up. Uh, let me look at the clock. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and the Bible says they went out from the oldest and the, not, the Viagra crowd went out first to the youngest. And then Jesus is left with the woman. Here's the crux of the story. He said, woman, where are those thine accusers? Have no man accused thee? Listen to what she said. She said, no man, Lord. He said, neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. He gave her power to sin no more. Why? Because never before in her life was she 
loved. I'm making a transition. Jesus always displayed these lessons coming from him. That the Bible says in John chapter 13, I got to hasten on. In John chapter 13, after supper, he took a basin, filled it with water, and he took off his robe. He disrobed himself. I love this picture. See, come in church tomorrow. I want to serve. No, you can't serve till you strip. You, you got to take off your self-import before you can serve somebody else. Can I get a witness? You, you, you got to stop thinking you all that in a bag of chips. You, you got to stop thinking you're better than everybody else. And Jesus disrobed himself and wrapped a towel around him. Can I get a witness? And started washing the disciples' feet. It's here with these wounds. It's here with these dysfunctions that the church can be full of hell. People in ministry are ministering for the wrong reasons. Because what we're doing is we're trying to use our wounds. Lord have mercy. We're trying to feel something in us at God's expense. Lord have mercy. So because I don't like myself because I got low self-esteem because I'm empty because I don't have no love let put me in charge of the do right club so I can get all this watch watch this triple a appreciation applause and attention I, I need all that coming in to fill the void I got on the inside well, 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 where did you get this void? You didn't get it from St. Matthews. You, 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 you got this stuff in your history, your makeup, your past. Can I get a witness? And, and child of God, what we don't understand is that there are psychological wounds in the body of Christ. I got them. You have them. Where well, we need a man to succeed, to control. And I'm going to tell you when it says, test the spirit by the spirit and try the fruit by the faith. All you got to do is stay in the Bible and I can tell you everything about Ken. All I got to do is stay in that word. I don't need to judge him. All I got to do is his, his works, how he does what he does. Just keep testing it by the word and the word will tell the whole story. Why these preachers want to preach. Why choirs want to sing. Why praise dancers want to dance. We don't want you dancing because, help me, Holy Ghost. You trying to, you trying to get attention. We, we don't want that. I want the cabarets at the Blue Horizon. Look, I know how to, hey. I know how to dance now. You understand? And, and, and the fact of the matter is, is that we, we are wounded, listen, hard, of, hard to feel loved. A wall is on. Somebody couldn't love you if they tried to love you. Because of your past history, your abuse, your, yeah, yeah. We, we, we got folk that lash out at others. An inner wound 
that has festered and, and, and suddenly it hates and it resents and it wants to attack. You didn't learn that in this church. You joined the church with that stuff. In the name of Jesus. And that's why we go through so much counseling before you get married. Because when two people get married, it's two sinners with duffel bags of stuff coming together, trying to love each other. Oh, I'm preaching now. Hard to feel love, lashing out, self-hatred. Ain't nobody do nothing to you. You don't like yourself. Poking your lips out. Wanting to take your ball and go home. It's the pastor's fault. That's all right. I'll take it. Anybody knows me know I'm a love. I love everybody. And I love them and I'll do anything in the world. Listen, I'm loving, but I'm firm. I'm not loving and flimsy. I'm loving, but I'm firm. Let me tell you what that means. I love you to death. That's the loving. But you ain't just, you're just not going to havoc in the church. I'm firm. I'll confront you. No, that ain't happening. Think about a shepherd, the hook and the crook. One end of the rod was for the wolves. The other was for the sheep. He had to hook the sheep around the neck and yank them back in. Because, listen, child of God, I'm trying to get you to see this. We got stuff on the inside, including me. Unresolved issues. And we bring this stuff to church. We bring it in ministry. We bring it in worship. All of us. And the Lord says, I'm committed to healing and the word healing is therapeutic in the Greek, therapy. And therapy sessions are continual. It's a process. How many of y'all been to therapy? That's the problem in here. <laughs> we ain't got enough people in therapy. We, praise the Lord. I told you years ago I went to marriage counseling, Dr. Lambert, great lady, international, international counselor. And... Um, I was sitting in her office in Jenkintown, great lady. And she says, uh, me and Sister Gordon went up there and she said, well, 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 Pastor Gordon, what's the problem? I said, what's the problem? She said, yeah. I said, it's her. <laughs> she said, excuse me? I said, it's her. She said, why do you say that? I said, because I had hundreds of women. I ain't never had no problem. Until <laughs> I got married. And, and then she said, oh. And it dawned on her, then it dawned on me. <laughs> you got major stuff going on here, brother. I love my great wife. Great wife. But you better believe we've been to hell and back. Can I be honest with y'all? And after 27 years and three kids, we're doing great. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But it has not been easy. You got to work. You got to pray. You got to let God be God. You got to take on this. You got to say, you know what? No, this is me. 
myself and I. Do I have a witness? And we, you know, life is full of ebbs and flows, isn't it? Are y'all praying with me? I came to my wife years ago. I said, baby, I'm sorry. I messed up. I blew that. So I thought I was doing something great. I said, I'm sorry. Mrs. Gordon said, I don't want to hear that. She said, I want to see repentance. <laughs> no, wait a minute. So I almost start cussing. I said, who you think you, God? <laughs> so, so we blew up again for another two weeks. So I got back in the flesh and said, you know what you can do? Help me, Holy Ghost. You got to work and keep working and keep praying and keep working because we are full of woes. All of us. Some of us into escapism and inner turmoil which makes it easy to suppress reality. Overeating, drinking, smoking, pornography, spending binges, addictions. Anything that makes me not face reality, I want to get into. That's called escapism. That's a psychological thing that we do, and we do it unknowingly. The minute hard times come, we want to get into the shell, and act, we want to act like the ostrich. There ain't nothing going on. God comes along and says, no, no, I'm healing this stuff. The buck stops here. Your mommy might have chased your daddy with a hatchet. Your grandmother might have threw lie on your grandfather. But the, the, the buck going to stop here, dog. Can I get a witness? Because once you got saved, God is now committed. He's committed to bringing healing into your life. Look at the emotional wounds, retaliation urges. You build up all this hate and anger and, 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 and you cannot forgive. This stuff is festering internally, then you want to retaliate. Like Sonny on the Godfather, they hit us, we hit them. That ain't other spirit. That stuff is coming from our wounds, strongholds are protective walls that we build up so that we don't get hurt. Are y'all getting this? In the name of Jesus. Irresponsible behavior, inner pain which consumes us and leads us to careless approaches in life. Perfectionism, uh, perfectionism, an emotional wound which leads to being performance-driven. This is me. People say, Pastor, you, you just keep going, you don't stop. You don't understand. I'm not working for the church. I'm working for me. I'm chasing something that I can't catch. There was some authority figure in our lives, whether it was a parent or some other authority figure, and we and, and, and our rejection, amen, causes us to be performance-oriented. Everything's a performance, performance, performance. 
That's a wound. Us, even our drives, some of our drives are out of whack. We're driving for purpose, for happiness. That's why people, they, you know, they get all these college degrees, careers, financial success, is because they're chasing something to bring a self-acceptance to themselves. It doesn't mean you should not dri have drive. It doesn't mean you should not apply yourself. It means that you got to let the Holy Spirit control this stuff. Are y'all praying with me? Hard to forgive. You got a problem forgiving people. Which automatically means you're living in guilt. Can't accept the forgiveness to others. Uh, OCD, <laughs> obsessive compulsive disorder. Emotional wounds that are never here. And, and, and listen, all this, this stuff goes on and on and on. We, we are defeated by these wounds. If I'm working in, in concert with the Holy Spirit, the wisdom that comes from above is first pure. It brings peace, peaceable, James. It's easy to be entreated. It's full of mercy. Are, are you getting me? In, in other words, Ken, if I'm doing this thing in, 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 a, in the right spirit, in, in, in the right mindset, amen, I'm not bitter, I'm not, I'm, I'm not driving people's reputation down, I'm not talking about folk. If I do this in the right spirit, it always comes out the right way. Are y'all getting me? So you got folk in church, they all, they come in, they all hooked up and crooked up and nobody loves me and it's an attention getter, poking your lips out when everything don't go your way. Grow up! You need to grow up! When you go on that job on Monday, that boss ain't trying to meet all your needs. You better work or you, you gonna get your butt out of there. Can I get a witness? But we come to church wounded! We can't even love one another fervently. We can't pray for one another fervently. And then the, then the audacity is, here's folk in ministry get upset with pastor because pastor wants to make changes. Are you kidding me? I'm appointed and anointed. I was here before you got here. I don't need to clear nothing with you. But see, that comes from those wounds. We're wounded. We feel unloved. We feel unappreciated. And, and what Paul is saying is, he gives us where this stuff is coming from. Look at verse 2. Wherein in time past, ye walk according to the course. Lord, have mercy. And that word course is aeon, which we get our word ages or dispensations, but it's not age here in this context. It's method of doing. In other words, Satan says, you know what? I want to wreck the church. I want to wreck the ministry. I want to wreck these people. So I'm going to choose a method to get somebody to wreck this thing for me. The course of this world. And, you know, I always say, we're here to glorify God. We're not here to glorify you, nor me. Lucifer stole glory from Jesus. 
His job was to stand in front of God and get all the praise of the angelic host and, and reflect them to Jesus, to God. He decided that he wanted the praise for himself. Can I get a witness? And, and, child, and child of God, when you understand this, look at this, according to the, listen, the course of this world, Aeon, according to the prince, this is Satan, of the power of the airways, that that same spirit that's working in the children of disobedience. <laughs> look at verse 3, among whom also we all, I like the word all, we all had our lifestyles in times past. In the lust of the flesh, fulfilling desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. Look at his resume. My God today. Look at his resume. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I keep going back looking at my life. And I have to stop and tear up and see the hand. Of Almighty God. First 17 years in South Philly. Graduated 17 years old. I was smart. Some of y'all ain't graduated till 19. I'm sorry. I graduated 17. 17, I was graduating. On my way to Temple or one of the colleges, and here comes the draft. I was 1A. They dra Listen, they sent me a draft notice in March. I didn't graduate to, to June. In 1968, Vietnam was the hottest it ever was in 68. Not 66, not 68. We went to basic training. They said, many of y'all not coming back. You're going to die. Now, listen to this. I was up at 401 North Broad swearing in. That night, I landed on a base, thousands of flashlights. And I'm 17. I said, what in the world did I get myself into? Man with a smoky bear hat, cussing on me, looking me on the face. Who are you? Where are you from? I said, Philly. He said, oh, we got a tough guy in here. You know, here we go. Been through all that. And only God knows, please don't put it on the screen what I did in the military. Because if you put it on the screen, I'm running out of here. In the name of Jesus. Are y'all getting this? Then the Lord called me into ministry. That was more hell. Can I get a witness? Help me, Holy Ghost. Now I had to deal with a people with stiff necks. Give me another word, brother. Give me, give me, give me another word. Give me another word. Give me another word. Hooked up, crooked up, polluted. Come on now. Wounded, messed up. Listen to pastor. Look at all that and I see the hand of God. Look. Here's how he closes this section as we close. But God. I can run around this church on the butt. But. But God. God sits back and lets stuff starts coming up and then he decides, you know when he moves, he moves when we are the options. He moves when we don't have no answers. He moves when we can't go no further. Man's extremity is God's opportunity. Can I get a witness? But, but, but God who is rich 
in mercy. Now, I know he's rich in mercy. I didn't get everything I deserved. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Amen. For his great love wherewith he loved us when we were dead in sins, locked in trespasses. Lord, have mercy. And he raised us up together to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And I didn't cover this this morning, but I'm going to cover it at 7 o'clock because blessed are the people that come to the 11 o'clock service for the other. Look at this in verse 7 that in the ages to come. God says, you know why I'm doing all this work in your life, Wayne Jones and, and, and Luther Jackson? You know why I'm doing all this work, John Green? Because I want you to be one of my trophies in the ages to come. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you in heavenly places. And I'm going to have a ceremony about how and what I did in the life of the believer that deserved to go to hell. I want to witness on Testimony Boulevard when the saints are enrolled in, when the saints are praising the name of Jesus. I, I want to hear your story, Diane Gordon. I, and, and I don't want you leaving nothing out. In the name of Jesus, I want to hear your story, how Jesus brought you out of hell and how, he, how Jesus transformed and translated your life. How Jesus showed up when you was ready to give up, how, how Jesus uh, uh, brought you from a mighty long way, how, how Jesus healed all of your, uh, yeah, wounds and, and how messed up you was. And I want you to tell the church ecclesia that it was nobody but Jesus. It wasn't Buddha, it wasn't Muhammad, it wasn't Confucius, it wasn't Jehovah's Witnesses, it wasn't Mormonism, it was Jesus. Can I get a witness? He wants you to tell the world what he's done for you. When you was at the point of suicide, he stepped in. When you was at the point of running out, dissolving your marriage, leaving your children angry and perturbed, that God stepped in. Did he step in? Then he step in. We see his mercy in verse 4. We see his movement in verse 5. We see his miracle in 6 and 7. We see his method in 8 and 9. We see his manifestation in verse 10. For we are his workmanship. The Greek word is poema, where we get our word poem from. That when God saved you, God made a poem. There's only two poems in the Bible. Uh, according to uh, Romans 1, 20, the poem of creation. And Psalm 19 says, amen, when, amen, uh, when I consider the heavens, the heavens declare the glory of God. When I look at the sun and the moon and the stars and they take shifts and they're never late. Can I get a witness? When the sun comes out at the day and the moon comes out at night, uh, can I get a witness? Only God can make a black cow eat green grass and give white milk. Only, only God can put perfume in flyers. Uh, only God can let the eagle fly through the trackless air and the whale swim through the liquid corridor. Only God can, can call every star by name. Uh, can I get a witness? That's a poem. 
God said, I made a poem when I created the universe. Can I get a witness? The angels shouted at creation. They worshiped me at creation. They applauded me at creation. That's my workmanship. But there's another workmanship. When I saved you, when I called you out of darkness, when I translated you, when I transformed you, can I get a witness? When I changed you, that's a poem. Look what he says. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Don't miss this. Unto good works. God said every work you do that's good. That's because you're my poem. I've created in you, look at this, an ordination that we should walk in them. The church is not an organization. It's an organism. The church is not a religion. It's a relationship. Can I get a witness? <laughs> yeah. The church is a person who gives us power to have our wounds healed. The question going out the door is, how dead were you dead? Until you and I understand the death of our deadness, we cannot grow to deliverance. Can I get a witness? And child of God, as, I, as, I, as, as we leave this place, never his presence. My God, these first 10 verses, Lord have mercy, that God says, I start with a poison, I move it to a process, I end up with a product, his workmanship. This is what God is doing right now in this. You know what he's doing? He's healing our wounds. So Paul says, not I, but Christ who lives in me, and the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. You know what God will do? God will take the emphasis off you and put them back on him. Amen. Now on unto him who's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence. Here's, here's my last note to you. When you and I are able to give everything back to God, trusting him, not trying, trusting him, and walk away understanding it's all Jesus and none of me, then you position yourself to be blessed by God. As long as you're dragging your U-Haul with you, me, myself, and I, ain't no blessing. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I choose to look to the hills from whence cometh my help. Isn't the Lord healing our wounds? Isn't he healing our wounds? Isn't the Lord healing our wounds? You know why? Because he was wounded for our transgressions. Bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Amen? I don't know about you, but God is dealing with my wounds. I got my own wounds. And I can't think about your wounds. I got my own wounds. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got my own wounds.
and I want him to heal my wounds. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head's bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus Christ wants to save you. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Just raise your hand. Is there one? Give your life to Christ. Don't walk out here unsaved. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Come on down in the balcony. Come on down. Praise his name. Because if you're not saved, you're going to hell. Come on, come on, come on, come on. The Lord wants to save you. The Lord wants to save you. Is there anybody down low that needs to be saved? Anybody, anybody, anybody? Or perhaps you are saved looking for a church home and Holy Spirit's telling you to join our church. Great church. Will you raise your hand? Would you like to join anybody? Praise the name of Jesus. Is there one? Wait, come on. People from the balcony. Praise the Lord. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, darling. Oh, my goodness. Come here, baby. Praise Jesus. Smile. That's right. Is there another? Praise God. All right. We're going to. Can you uh, take her and lead her to Christ? Praise God. All right. Let's stay on our feet. Let's look to the. Oh, I, I'm sorry. That's okay. I thought I had more souls. Praise God. All right. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Christ. And God, teach us thy word, teach us thy truth. And God, thank you from pulling us out of darkness, blindness, willful defiance, and translating us into your marvelous light. God, we want you to work on these wounds. We want you to be committed to coming in on the inside and healing those things that hurt us and have hurt others in the name of Jesus. Teach us how to love each other fervently. Teach us how to just submit to your Lordship. And then, God, we thank you for the product. Thank you, thank you that we are your poem, your workmanship in Christ, that you're working it all out, that we may shout and thank you for your goodness, mercy, and grace. Now, God, do your healing first on me and all these people, and we'll be so careful to give your name to praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Now turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, how dead is dead? God bless you. See you Wednesday. Have a great day. How was it? Excellent.